Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yo, yo. I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. From ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me subwoofer, cause I pump bass like that jack on the off the track. I'm heavy, cuz ball to your fathers, you can duck to the Fetty Gov. Sorry, my love, but I'm seeing What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people of a Tyler, people of a Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Rudy J. Yes, sir. Fam, spinning the one and twos. Your number to participate is 736-9760. We are broadcasting for the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this first segment is going to be presented by Double Days. Keep in mind, Double Days has two locations. Their newest being the San Antonio, located off of Alamo Ranch. They have a drive through at that location, and they still have their Leon Springs location. That is Double Days Pizza, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that happened over the weekend that's sports-related, you want to bring to the airways that we're not touching on, feel free to do that. We just ask you be uh, patient during the breaks and during the segments. In regards to if you uh, missed a couple shows last week, uh, just program announcement, uh, we'll be uh, with you today and tomorrow, and that will be um, it for us uh, this week as we're in the Christmas week. Um, and just heads up, pull back the curtain. Next week will be the same type of schedule for New Year's uh, Eve or New Year's week, I should say, New Year's Eve week. So today and tomorrow, and that's it. And then same next week is same as well too. In regards to what's up, man? You ready? Guys? I'm in the building, baby. Let's get it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready, Sam? Yes, sir. Okay. In regards to the show today, uh, in the second hour, we'll be joined by John from Sharp Side. Uh, today, uh, we'll get him in. Uh, since we won't be on this uh, Wednesday, we'll get him in today. Um, other than that, man, uh, quite a bit to get to. Of course, we're coming off of uh, we've only got two weeks of the regular season left. And NFL, we'll recap some of the NFL action this weekend. The Cowboys get a W, uh, you know, uh, about an hour for game time. Zeke's inactive. He doesn't play. We'll definitely go and talk about that and Pollard's performance. Um, also, um, you got we're on the eve of NBA starting quickly uh, tomorrow. You got it's a doubleheader. You've got Brooklyn versus uh, Golden State, and then the nightcap. It's crazy. You got the Clippers and the Lakers, um, and uh, the wise already shut down. Talk about don't talk to me about no extension. Uh, right now. He said he's not talking about well, extension. He just said that. Well, if I'm healthy, the best thing for me to do is decline my player's option. But he said, but we'll talk about that at a better time. Damn. He said, but that's not the appropriate time to talk about that. Yeah, he's so, in LA. Hey, you in a you in a different you in a different uh market. You're in a yeah. different market, Kawhi. They gonna throw they gonna they gonna throw you they gonna throw you a lot of tough questions up there. 
Yeah. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna be protected. So that's kind of the deal with that. But yeah, we're on the eve of the NBA starting, so we'll talk about that. College, uh, we've got it set. Uh, we're you know we got bowl games starting to meet. I think we already got a bowl game underway as we speak. Uh, we've got uh, with Appalachian State. Somebody else forgot. You see, tomorrow. UTSA. Someone finally accepted the accepted the the challenge. The Raging Cajuns. They're going to oh. play in the Raging Cajuns this Saturday. About okay. five teams told them, "Nah, we ain't going to play." Power, okay, all so all the Power Five schools backed out. So and they where are they play. playing that at? Oof. I think they're still playing. Where it's they're still the same bowl. The first responder. They're playing yeah. the first responder. I don't know where it's at though. Okay. Well. Um, yeah, so good. Shouts out to UTSA for finally getting an opponent to play. Um, of course, a lot of talk with the college playoff that's set uh, coming off of championship weekend. Um, you know, a lot of talk in this region has been about A&M. Uh, if they got snubbed. Um, after my, my initial thoughts were. What do you uh, think? My initial thoughts were yes, based off the performance Notre Dame gave against Clemson. Right. But then after, you know, um, you know, former Alabama quarterback McElroy, I think he basically – What he said? He had the best – I mean, he started bringing up some points that I didn't even realize. But he just said, look, you know, if you look at A&M, I mean, you know, they've been up and down all year uh, in regards to their performance. He said they haven't been as crisp as the performance. Um, you know, he brought the Mississippi State, some other things. He just says – um, you know, Notre Dame, the resume and stuff, if you really look at it, it's probably better, um, you know, in that way. But the one thing that surprised to me is that you kind of called it all along, and I said I had to see it to believe it, but you said all along that you thought these were the four teams that they wanted all along. Yeah. And this is the first time I've seen it um, go to wire to wire, I mean, other than shuffling the deck. And make no mistake about it, Okay. The only reason I believe Ohio State is at three, right? That's where they finish at three? Yes. Okay. The only reason why Ohio State is at three instead of really four is because they knew that no one was really into seeing part three of Notre Dame and Clemson this quickly. Right. Like if we wouldn't have had a, re- if we wouldn't have had a rematch between Notre Dame and Clemson this weekend – most likely, Notre, right? I got you. So, uh, but I, it's you know, I get maybe the uh, frustration. I mean, Jimbo, I mean, Jimbo went full out. Well, Jimbo uh, was going right. off even before Notre no, Dame yeah. and Clemson. Yeah. But after that, after their game, and that, he was like, yeah, he goes and hey, Notre Dame, and I, so I was like, yeah, tell Red to Rudy. He's like, hey, in Alabama, we played them with Waddle. He's like, we played them with Waddle. These other teams ain't played them with Waddle. And that's true. Because I told you, I mean, Smith, I love, everybody. I love Waddle. Everybody Waddle's loves Smith. Waddle's my guy last I think, year. But I think Waddle, I mean, Smith is that guy. I think he's going to get in the highs. Imagine talk. both of those guys, though. But Waddle is a guy that's a pro guy that's ready to go. And, and, and you know, you I know thought what, about Jimbo, it with that's Jimbo. That's a great point. He said it live right after their game that they got with Tennessee or whoever they just played. Uh, they they beat, beat Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Uh, after them, um, they were, he was politic, and he said, "Hey, and he goes for the against. If he goes for our loss against Alabama, he goes. Remember, we we the only one to play them with Waddle. A lot of these other guys ain't played them with Waddle. You know how Jimbo hey, talk. Um, you know, I I was tweeting. You know, when it was, you know, I don't remember. It was like seven fourteen or something like that. And I was like, hey, you know, if Notre Dame gets ran out the building, they might have the committee might have to seriously commit to uh, putting A and M in, but." As much as I wanted the Aggies to get in, I, I fully understand. This is big business, man. 
This is big business. Like, and and what the committee is allowed to do is they're allowed to be like, well, we think this and we think that. Like, you're really gonna go to strength the schedule card on AM with Ohio State sitting there? That's what I'm saying. So the committee can say whatever they want to to justify who they put in. But at the end of the day, man, this is big. I'm not shocked at all. I'm not outraged. I didn't go to AM. Everybody knows I'm just having some fun. I don't really care. I don't really have a college team. I didn't spend any college money on any to go anywhere outside of St. Phillips and Sac. So I don't really give a damn. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not shocked. Like I I mean, I like diehard Aggie fan, I know they hurting. But like I said, I'm and, and AM got money. AM got money too. So I'm sure they're like, hey man, there's all money down here. We got good money. We travel. We do whatever the case may be. But the committee showed us, and that's why I've been saying it, the committee has shown us week after week, like, hey, if we don't have to mess with this, we ain't gonna mess with it. These are the four teams that we want in. Now, with Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson, I know Herb Street's been, you know, Herb Street doesn't like the playoff because it's pretty much like, look, look, how many times have those three teams been in now? Bama, mm-hmm. Clemson, and Ohio State. Damn near every time, right? Except mm-hmm. for maybe a year or two here and there. So, well, I don't know. I don't if, know what they're going to do. I don't know if we're going to go to eight or whatever, but those three teams, well, if you, could, Street, you, could, you could put those three teams in at the beginning okay. of the year every year. Well, first of all, I didn't we're hear, really playing for one spot. I didn't hear Herb Street say that, but if he's on that kick, stop it. We could talk about the playoff expansion for other valid reasons besides just the fact of how many times we have the matchup. That goes back to what we've kind of said. There's really no parity in college football. I mean, it is a big disparity between the big programs and the way they're recruiting and winning the recruiting wars compared to everybody else. What I would back Herb Street up and say, hey, maybe we need to look at things is really the argument needs to focus on the non-power fives, you know, the Cincinnati Bearcats of the world. Like I said, they've been getting disrespected all along. Okay, you know, they had but a my, tough that's, time but that's putting my thing. My, away. I don't want to hear from Cincy if A&M got screwed. Like, if we're going to the, if we're going to the, well, look at Notre Dame schedule compared to Aggie schedule. Like, I'm not hating on Cincinnati. Well, we're going now. on the, I well, know we're going all, on the eye first test. First of all, hold on now. I'm not, I'm not, hold I don't want to, I don't, man. I don't really want to hear from Bearcats no, and no, non-Power no, 5 people. No, no, sorry, sir, because you know why? This ain't, they ain't no. playing, would sorry, they, sir. would they be undefeated sorry, in the sir. SEC West? That ain't the principle. The principle is A&M at the end of the day didn't play there. And the one thing I'll tell Aggie fans out there, that's palm palm that you got screwed. You play in the West, beat that team that's going consistently, then we're going to be discussing. A&M didn't play in their championship game and win it. Cincinnati did. From the eye test, but no, because that's the reason. And I I don't have nothing against Cincinnati, but but I'm like, this is the thing. Ain't the SEC West? This is the thing, though. That's the reason why I say let's talk about the expansion based off the fact of giving the Power Five schools, non-Power Five schools that win their championship title, the opportunity. Now, whether that's the eight. Whether that's the 16, but don't give it to me based off the fact of, uh, well, we've seen how many times we've seen Clemson and Alabama in it. That just means no, that other I, sports. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm yeah. talking about Herb Street. Because at the end of the day, that's the argument we have with every other sport. Is there parity in the sport? Is it really parity? No, there's no parity in college football. But at the end of the day, I think you really do need I to I can make a stronger that. case for Notre Dame being in with their one loss to Clemson. My thing is, I don't. I don't think the beef should be with Notre Dame. My beef is with Ohio State and them raggedy ass six games. Outside of Indiana, there's a raggedy ass six games. It just was. Indiana had a better year, but that like when we're talking about the best team on your schedule that put you in a playoff is the University of Indiana. That should be where the venom is at. The, I don't think the I, mean, I don't think fun. the venom should be toward Notre Dame. Like yo, Notre Dame, Notre Dame show was gonna like. Again, we talked about it with Sharp Side Sports and James. Like, I don't know if everybody's watching, 
But this is this offense that Alabama is putting on the field. I'm not going to use unstoppable because that's just I don't you don't ever go ten out of ten because nobody's perfect. But they're damn near perfect on offense. And if if you can't if you can't stop and let's say no disrespect to Clemson, if you can't get Sunshine and his team off the field, Alabama, Notre Dame show what's going to happen to them this whenever they play this game. I don't know the dates, but whenever they play this game, Alabama is going to Peter roll them. Alabama's probably going to beat them by two, three touchdowns. And that's only because they're probably going to have to take their foot off the gas. But at the same time, you can look at Notre Dame's schedule top to bottom and be like, hey, it's still tougher. Playing Clemson twice, they they wiped their ass with Ohio State's schedule just off of those two games. Just off of those two games alone, playing Clemson twice, Notre Dame wipes their ass with Ohio State's schedule. So if I'm a diehard Aggie and I'm pissed off, I ain't mad. I'm not I'm not that mad at Notre Dame. I'm mad that Ohio State is in. But again, Ohio State is in because the committee said, look, they they're a great team. They're a great team. They in. I don't care if it's four games. I don't care if it's five games. Ohio State's in. But you can't that. justify their schedule and justify six games and put them in other than they're Ohio State. And I want to talk about that. Not so okay. fast. I want to talk about that Alabama Notre Dame. Okay. Because there's not, there's other factors to that end. But again, I'll yeah, y'all come secondary back. is shaky. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's just been a, shaky for a few years. Yeah, let's talk about right. that, and also I'll, I'll make try to narrow my uh, Cincinnati point home. But seven three said, "Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they deserve to be in it, but why are we paying these other championships for? We play them in college basketball, and people get rewarded. You That's know why? Because we got to fill a 64. That's what needs to be talked about. Because at the end of the day, I'm not fighting for them to be there, but at the end of the day, they're undefeated and they won their championship game. That's where the venom needs to be that we need to expand right. it. Listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back." All right, back here on the Sports Garage, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Rudy K, Sam Smith, the one and twos. This next segment is going to be presented by First Serve Tennis. Keep in mind, First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. Uh, they have all the name brand and apparel and rackets, and they offer same-day professional racket restringing. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the Sports Garage. Um, Okay, so, yeah, that's kind of my point with Cincinnati. Not saying they really deserve to be, but they deserve a shot, and I think that's really where the talk needs to be about expanding it um, to six and eight, not because we keep getting the same teams, but basically why are we playing these conference championships? Yeah, first of all, you and Salami always – y'all never really had love for the Power Five. Why Why are you putting your cape on for them? For no, it's basically like the little sisters of the poor conferences. Those other no people like I mean Cincinnati falls in the same category as Central Florida. Central Florida ran the table. We went through this a couple years ago, and they gave um, themselves a fake championship. Yeah, that, I mean there are some teams, and my thing is these guys are sending guys to the pros too. These schools are going <laughs> sending guys to play Sunday also. Uh, that, that's a great point, Kyle. I, I mean, I'm just telling you that. I, the thing tell, I used okay, to well, tell me this. Tell me was, this. Who on the top four do they stay within two touchdowns of? On uh, a neutral field, probably their best shot would probably be a Notre Dame. 
in Notre I mean, Dame. And, and we and all feel and we but, all feel Notre Dame's the but, weakest but, but, of the but, four. But, but let me tell you this though. Now, granted, if we go and focus on this Big Ten championship game, which I told everybody was going to be close to what people thought, because Northwestern. Now, yeah, you granted, did. you did. Now, now you did. granted, you know, you had I think what twenty two players and their star receiver that had to get out because of COVID testing. Ohio State. So they were without their best wide receiver, and I think a couple other key guys are granted that. But, however, North Cincinnati's got a good defense. I don't know if they're as good as Pat Fitzgerald's Northwestern, but they can score and move the ball too. Ohio State needed everything and really basically, you know, and, and a guy, again, um, I know, I know uh, James from Sharpside has talked him up a lot of it. Uh, look, Justin Fields didn't look that good Saturday. He had a bad game. He's I mean, not he's allowed he, to have he, a bad he, game. Whoa! I don't even. I'm not, I don't look. I can't stand mm-hmm. Ohio State. I can't stand mm-hmm. Big Ten football. But I mean, every what QB in the country hasn't. No, you can have a bad game in here. But the top ones that we're talking draft, they don't usually have a bad time at this time of year because it matters. I think Justin's going to be the second quarterback taken. Um, if not, you know, I think uh, you know even the kid from Alabama, Jones. Somebody's going to grab him on a third round, a second round. He could be a still look at the look at the game. The I mean, he has weapons, but he's putting up some stats. He's somebody's getting the ball there. I mean, he's he's he's, he's big. He's kind of he's not too athletic, but he's got an arm. But my point being is is that with Cincinnati, Central Florida, I'm just telling you, we play these championship games. Broadcasting major networks pay money to to broadcast their games. Right, they send guys to the NFL. Let's talk about expanding it to six or eight based off of that. You know, right. um, it, it's just one. Well, of the, it have it's to just be one eight. The, I think it would be eight unless you're gonna give the top. If you go six, you have to give the top two a buy, right, or something like that. Yeah. But it, I mean, it would probably be. Um, you know, I've heard a couple of options, six or eight. I mean, the obvious is the no brainer. Everybody would say make it eight. No one's going to really say make it six, but I've heard different scenarios that it could be sick. But look, this is the I said I had to see it to believe it. I saw it. Now I believe it that they had the same group of four went wire to wire without really no carnage on the championship weekend of anything. We thought we were on to something there in the first half with Northwestern and uh, Ohio State. Uh, but we'll see. Now, Notre Dame, I don't know because, again, I told you. Al- I'm yeah, what do you think Alabama. about that matchup? Well, because first of all, Alabama just really got tested for the first time on Saturday, and that they got into a a, they got into a shootout. They couldn't put them away. Hell, they were seventeen point uh, favors. The game was it was it was headed toward, especially in the second half, on who had the ball last. I mean, uh, because uh, uh, Alabama didn't play that great defensively, but also I think it shows you outside of maybe an A and M, um, the SEC was really down. The SEC had some bad football teams this year. Absolutely. So, I mean, that shows me the struggle of not being able to really put Florida away. And that's why I say depending on what this defense is that shows up, now you get a a couple weeks to prepare uh, for a week or so to prepare for the first semi, not as much as you used to prior, like three weeks, two weeks. Now it's just about a week and a half or whatever because I think it's January 1st that these games are going to be played. But it might be different. But at the end of the day, Notre Dame is a legit offense. They got – they I thought after their performance – Okay, not their body of work or who there was in the schedule, but off their performance in that game, I thought they could have played. They might have, should have, could have played themselves out of it. Because at the end of the day, it's what I said when we came in here Friday. I didn't like Kelly sitting there 24 hours before worrying about we not going to go to uh, because go. parents can't go. When you haven't solidified it, you just play the well, game then, that you got your ass kicked on. Yeah. Now, they did move the game. And of course, Jerry World gets it. Jerry gets it. Jerry falls like, in Jerry's I'm lap. Jerry, like, I might not be getting no playoff game. But, hey, they're still in it. Matter of fact, we got to get to that. 
But yeah, let's let then let's let Cincinnati and AM get it on them with none of these New Year's Six Bowls or whatever the hell they call them. I think AM, who's they play? I think they've already selected their okay. opponent. I forgot AM's playing. Uh, I would like. All right, we're here with Nina, who is hosting a little Tuesday get together. And she has gone all out. Yep, she's done the fancy charcuterie thing. <gasps> Look at those solid maple serving boards. So classy. And those gold room side plates. Gorgeous. Oh, you're absolutely right. And she got it all at Marshall's for way less. Even the cheese? <sighs> no, not the cheese. But that to die for sequin top? Marshall's? Yep, Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshall's. It's Macy's friends and family with our biggest savings on everything you need to get ready for the holidays. Like an extra 30% off brands that rarely go on sale with your coupon or Macy's card. And take 15% off fragrances, skincare, makeup, and more great beauty gift ideas. Going on now at Macy's. Plus, get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in-store today. Details at Macy's.com pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Them play Who Cincinnati, man. Shut all this Cincinnati Who talk it? up. Who is it that they play? I forgot, but I think their matchup is already set. A couple, a lot of those, because I, I think we're going to have probably the low. There's a lot of bowls that are canceled. A lot of more bowls are going to be more canceled as well, too. You know? Uh, so we'll see how it goes. They're in the orange bowl. Against who? I'm about to tell you. I think it's uh, I think it's somebody at the Big 12, isn't it? North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. There you go. North Carolina. Mac Brown. Yeah. They're going to have their hands full. They're going to have the hands full with North Carolina. I'm worried about North Carolina. Man, it's going to be a shootout. I can't wait to see what the total is on that because uh, Carolina going to put up some points on them. They're they're a solid football I mean, A&M ain't been no juggernaut now. Just because they got one loss to Alabama, let's tell the story. They're not no juggernaut, man. They struggled (sighs) against Mississippi State. They've been up and down. No, they have not basically sit there. What was the – I mean, how bad was the LSU thing? Uh, I don't know if LSU hung with them a little bit. A&M ain't been no juggernaut this season. They got one loss against you know, Alabama, and that's they're playing in the SEC, and that's what they lane they claim and to Cincinnati fame. Cincinnati plays Georgia, yeah, in the uh, Peach Bowl. It'll be interesting to see what does assess the line on that one, um, and see how that goes. Seven three six nine seven sixty. But there's your bowl talk. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's the playoffs. We'll see if Al. I mean, the only thing I can say if you're a Notre Dame fan, let's see if Brian Kelly has drawn off experience in the last time Man, he was in this situation. This is, but I, I don't know. I, I, where is it? I'm gonna. I I I, I screenshot it uh-huh. because after watching that game, I was like, dude, this is like, okay. I'm gonna give you Notre Dame's last. I'm. I, we'll talk about it. Okay, we'll, we'll get back. We'll get, get back. to Santos' phone call. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment, it's going to be presented by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, before we get to Santos' phone call, go ahead and read what you wanted me to about the note. Oh, yes. All right. BCS... 
or New Year's Six Bowls. 2000, Oregon State lost 41 to 9. 2005, Ohio State lost 34 to 20. 2006, LSU lost 41 14. 2012, Alabama massacre 42 14. 2015, Ohio State lost 44 28. 2018, Clemson lost 30 to 3. Like it's like it's like watching Friday the thirteenth. You know, like yo, Jason, you know, he kills a few people on his way, then someone kills him at the end. Like, how many times we gotta see this? How many times we gotta see Jason get 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 sank to the bottom of the lake with the chain around okay, his neck well, before you realize this is what this is who they oh, are. Okay, so then that makes my argument even more the reason why we gotta talk about expanding for the a non power five. No, I'm saying like what do you like I'm I'm just like you, you Alabama fans. I got another buddy with cigar buddy. Wow. He, like, hey, I don't know, I don't know. We got some things to clear up. Yeah. Notre Dame ain't gonna be. Easy. Nick Saban has y'all brainwashed to take everybody seriously, but we all know Notre Dame is about to get their ass kicked by maybe, Alabama. Maybe, maybe so. On paper, yes, it looks like. No, that, it ain't on paper. That, it's black. It's, it's, it's a fact. Yes, but you're it's going a fact. by. Hey, look, the, first of all, let me tell you something. What do I always Their confidence preach? is shot. I always, like, you read off of a bunch of history class, I get it, but what do we always preach it on this show? In football, it is hard to beat a team twice in one year. That's what they tried to do. I think the committee gave them a little bit of that in the past, too. This is a team that they're trying to beat twice in one season. So, therefore, A&M could even make that argument like, hey, look, give us another shot at Alabama. You know, you don't know. We got boat race to get we, You know, the first time we played them, we should have had another shot at them there. But the point is with no, I think it is legit is because in Alabama, the SEC had they didn't have they didn't get tested. They Georgia hung with them for a little bit. They boat raced them all. They the their biggest test came for the first time this Saturday with a good offensive task, a quarterback that played pretty good this year. What a decent coach has been there before in um uh you know Dan Mullen. I mean, at the end of the day, I get what you're saying. Like, hey, this is they're about to be a massacre. Because first of all, what I'm even going back to the non-power fives, even though they. Those kids are coming in with a chip on their shoulder anyway. Which kids? I mean, if you're like, you're I think about if, the Cincinnati, like the Cincinnati, they're going to come in with a bigger North chip Carolina, on their shoulder. Right. You're going to get the best effort from them anyway. Now, they just might not have the talent to match up or whatever, but on a neutral field, let's see it. Otherwise, because some of these bowl games, even though bowls are different, because if you have the kids are disinterested, or we go, this is very a strange year. But we've seen in the last few years that there are bold, there are teams in other conference that can beat SEC teams on any given. Well, we Saturday saw with Texas, Texas even though Texas is a Power Five, they were way more up for the Georgia game than right. Georgia was. We saw in a few years when Bridgewater did when he was at Louisville, he did Florida dirty. So we've seen we've seen this over the years, but I just think, well, if you feel that way with all the history you said with Notre Dame, but you're saying, well, we shouldn't hate for Notre Dame, you should be looking at you should be upset that Notre Dame's in off of that performance. Notre Dame or Ohio State, one of the two, but at the same time, as much as I've been pulling for the Aggies right now, like if you were gonna put them in at four, that means they gotta play Bama again. Does any does the country wanna see that? I don't think so. Well, I, I just think that, Does the you country know, want to see a but, playoff between but Alabama see, that's and the what, that's, that's dangerous territory right there. And what the committee can't do and what we can't do is, is, is a platform of media. You can't get into selecting these things based off people don't want to see a part two. 
Hell, we, I mean, in NFL, you see, there's but you, in your but division, you even you said you even said that, year. but you even said that was the case with Notre Dame, Clemson. That's why they moved Ohio State. For that, you're talking about twice in, th- in less than two weeks' time, Rudy, and then th- and then a third time, less than a right. month, maybe a little over a month. Hell, no! I, th- I definitely think that plays some factor in there. Seven three six nine seven sixty. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Josh. Josh, you on the sports crowd here? Ticket seven sixty. What's up, Josh? What's up, guys? I actually think what they need to do, especially this year, is not expand the playoff. They need to go back to the BCS method of just taking the top two teams because we know it's going to be Clemson and Alabama. Ohio State is the actually the person, the team in the top four that I have the most issue with. They only played six games. They didn't face the grueling schedule like the other teams did. Their conference made an exception for them to even be in the championship game. They obviously always get the benefit of the doubt. But um, this year, I mean, you know the top two teams are Clemson and Alabama. Those two teams should play again. Um, and if you actually look at the simulated BCF rankings, the, the committee has selected the top four teams every year that the BCS would have selected. Uh, so it's just interesting to see that, that but they're then, running hand well, in hand. But, but this is the thing, though. But then after the BCS, if it's just those top two teams, the where's the excitement yeah, for a play? Yeah. There's no playoff, though. Yeah. Well, the the thing I have the, the argument I have against that is is you know college game day crew was talking about this the college football season when during the BCS was do or die every single week now you got a little bit of wiggle room you can maybe lose a game and still win your championship and get in there and it's watered down the college football season a little bit first and- of all so this is what I'm gonna say Josh first of all um, I get a little bit of what you're saying about let do there's nothing about the beat this system is still better than the BCS because you know why because the BCS was done off of computers and algorithm that no one even understood that was covering the game and therefore you left it to controversy. at least you have the human element in this and I knew this was going to be a strange uh, thanks for the phone call Josh. It, Josh I knew this was going to be a strange year in general because of the pandemic but no there's nothing this system right we have right now whether power a non-power five gets screwed whether it's the same it's better than that bcs you sure yeah, yeah without a doubt and then most even people, if even if the even if the committee's picking exactly no, what the computers but, but see, would i have. know what josh is talking about it's just basically sitting there saying when the b when we had the ap polls and you had the bc's bs uh, bcs computer system nine times out of ten it would be a little bit different in that way whatever i've seen exactly what josh is talking about in the playoffs according to how the bcs formula would work, yes, it would sit there and form the best top two teams would eventually play, but yet and still it ain't decided on the field for the other two. We needed a playoff. At the end of the day, I think it's baby steps because everybody was killing the BCS computer system. College gave us what they wanted. What everybody wanted was some playoff system. When they rolled it out, it was rolled out pretty much It just doesn't make sense to be the only sport to not have a playoff. It doesn't right. make and, sense. And they just need to tweak it. First of all, it was set to fail anyway just because the number's off. It's four, you got power five. The numbers is off in the general. So they messed up from the Same get-go the playoff, in general. Right. Because you have, you're have you already excluding controversy. Instead of saying, we're going to have a five or six or make it even so every power five team that wins their championship gets in the playoffs. And then we start figuring out what we quote-unquote wild cards from there. Seven three six nine seven six. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Santos. Santos, you on the sports crowd here on Ticket Seven Sixty? What's up, Santos? Hey guys, man, y'all are man. Great take, great stuff today, guys. You guys are mm-hmm. always grinding as always. Thank you for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, so I was listening to you guys, and uh, man, I agree with you guys. The the BCS computer algorithm crap that was you know what it was is crap. Um, but I think the BCS the the bank. Uh, college for sports and athletes. I mean, they should have expanded it this year. They should have went to, I think they should have went to eight teams, uh, top eight, and then just, you know, one through eight, kind of like the basketball playoff format. One plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six, four, and five. And, uh, and yeah, just kind of play it out from there. I mean, and then if, if they were going to pick the first four that we have already currently, why do we even have a season? I mean, why did, uh, you know, Gulf Coastal go 11-0 and you know, why did uh, Cincinnati go 9-0 and if they're not even going to get, you know, even an opportunity to, like you said, any given Saturday, you never know what can happen. Look at the Cowboys had 1% chance last week. Victory Monday, baby. Uh, defense finally shows up and gets four turnovers. And uh, Greg Leg, you know, saves us again like like he did in Atlanta. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think they should have did eight this year. That would have been pretty cool to see Alabama, Cincinnati, and then finally, you know, shut up those Cincinnati fans up there and, like, they can't hang with Bama for real. All right, Santos. Uh, thank you for the call. I, I think I said it at the beginning. Of this this was for the NBA, college football, NFL. This was the Different one year, year in 2020 that you could have really tried anything. And I told you at the beginning, I think college football dropped the ball because they could have used this year to say, okay, well, you know what? This unconventional year, was, this team's playing six games. This team played nine. This team, I mean, look at the state. Of, look at Herm's squad, Herm Edwards' squad, state of Arizona. They played four, they finished like three games, four games. Okay, so knowing that this was going to be the case, they could have gave everybody they wanted and said, hey, let's do eight teams this year because of A, B, and C. And they could have sit back and really studied to see how this thing goes. They could have expanded to 12. They could have did it, but they didn't. They dropped the ball. This could have been the year they could have tried anything and got away with it and see how to use. Because the reason why they switched last year uh, is because, again, these things are under contract. There's contracts that got to run out before you can even change the system. Right. But they could have used that as a as a curve this year with the whole pandemic situation. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Um, yeah, so to me, um, that's the way that I that I kind of see that on that front. But we'll see how it plays out. All right, before we go on here, oh, well, first of all, let's dive into it. So the Cowboys get a uh, a victory um, this this um, this. Saturday, I mean Sunday, they get a victory. Um, and the big news there, I guess, like I said before, an hour before kick out, kickoff, we've heard that Zeke is going to be inactive because he hadn't practiced all week. Um, I don't know if that, that kind of was a head-scratcher to me because we hadn't heard anything like that all week, but it is what it is. But automatically, I just knew. I said, well, you know what? This is going to be an opportunity for Pollard again to see what he show what he can do. No way. You, it, I know you ain't expecting me to be shocked when I told you all about Pollard week two. Yeah, no, I mean I feel you, but the I don't truth know if he's a one, but I know he's hungry. I no, know he's, he's definitely he's, he's, hungry. He's hungry, and he wants I, to make I, sure he keeps a job. I, I just think that you know I'm not ready to I'm not ready to cut Zeke for Pollard, but I told y'all weeks well, I ago that you I really liked outcut him. him, but you might have to entertain the fact of depending so? on what you got to fix and how many holes. At the end of the day, Zeke's production he does not look. 
um, in the last couple years, especially this year, he hasn't looked the same. And that could be just because the fact that they're not really making a conscious effort to run the ball. That could be an effect of the beat-up offensive line, whatever you want to say. But that's a lot of money he's carrying. Um, and yeah, he was the um, second one to get his money going forward when you can get production like that out of a guy, Pollard. 132 yards total and two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he only had 69 on the ground, but he had 63 uh, in receiving and then along with two touchdowns. Then he had the 40-yard 40, 40 run. Now, you said that the Cowboys are still in it. Based off of well, yeah, because Washington lost, Philly lost, the Giants lost, right? I got it all right. All everybody lost except the Cowboys. Well, count the Washington out because they're not going to win anything against them in tiebreaker wise. So that the Washington's already swept Dallas. So leave Washington out of it. Let's let's go from that point on. Well, you got to be negative because no, I already not. look at it. They got a shot. I mean, mathematically, mathematically, they know they haven't been eliminated. But the deal is, is that they've got, I mean, they play Philly this weekend. I think Philly was eliminated with their loss against Arizona, right? Were they mathematically eliminated finally? Yes. Okay. Am I right on that? Okay. So they're out. Now, if you look at, you, you really got to look at the Giants. This is going to come down to the Giants or... Um, da- does but the Dallas- Giants are behind. Dallas is sitting second. Giants are right. behind, even though they have the same record. How, how many times have Dallas and Giants played? They've only played once, right? Yeah, one time. Okay, so that's why I say this. This is coming. I mean, now if Dallas, you, I mean, you would have to have a calculus problem in Dallas here to get Dallas with Philly and Giants, right? And and I think it's a situation where they would probably need just off the top. I don't even know if this is true, but off the top of my head. They would probably need Washington to what lose their final two games, which and could they, happen if Haskins and, is playing. And they have to go and beat Philly and the, the Giants. Giants. Right? Yeah, it's pretty. It's actually pretty easy because Washington plays Carolina and Philly. If they they have to lose out for Dallas to be able to catch them, and Dallas would have to win. And out. Dallas wins out exactly. And one of those wins for Dallas would be over the Giants, which would keep them above New York. And then if Washington loses out, Dallas wins out, they win the division by a game. Right. And I'll See, tell you right so now. So they're still in. The first of all, and Cowboys well, the, it, this ball, This comes down to Dwayne Haskins, okay? And Dwayne Haskins is bad, okay? He's very, very bad. Now, I'm not saying, like, Jalen Hurts looks good. Philly's going to be a tough – Philly's going to be a tough game for Dallas to win this week. Jalen Hurts is playing his ass off. The Giants, no matter who's their quarterback, they're going to compete. Last night, Cleveland, that's not an, that's that's a really good football team they played last night. But Dwayne Haskins can piss the bed and give this away. Like we saw that yesterday. That defense played well enough holding um, Seattle to what they did defensively. That's a game, if they have Alex Smith, they beat Seattle yesterday. Well, let me just tell you this. I don't have the right number at the top of my head. Dallas just won two consecutive games for the first time, dating back to uh, even last season, I believe. This is the first time they've won two consecutive games. I don't believe that they're going to – I would have to see it to believe it. I don't believe that they're going to uh, beat Philly and the Giants to finish the season because that means that they would have ended on a four-game winning streak, including the Cincinnati game. That's one thing, and I th- and I agree with you, kind of where Haskins is in a tough situation. But I haven't like the Giants football team. I mean, you got to look at the elements what Giants went through last night. Jason Garrett gets COVID. Okay, 
Kenny, Freddie Kitchens, who was the head coach over at Cleveland last year, is the signal signal play caller last night for a veteran quarterback in Colt McCoy who just came out there and they had no weeks of practice. Okay. Giants in Washington is coming down to the Giants of Washington because I feel I do feel that Giants could possibly win the two game. I think they brought Daniel Jones back too fast last week, but this is a situation where Jason Garrett gets COVID and Freddie Kitchens, who used to have his own language, is sitting there at his menu right there and said, well, this is verbiage. You know, I mean, I think even uh, Chris Collinsworth said like He said it's like walking into a Spanish three class and you haven't even took Spanish one. <laughs> that's the verbiage of what Colt McCoy listening to them. That's different that right, way. Right. When we get back, 736-9760, we are broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Get running this fall at Dunkin' with $2 medium iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of Dunkin's delicious iced coffee, like their signature original blend. Or treat yourself to mocha, caramel, or the fall favorite, pumpkin. Always freshly brewed, made just the way you like it. Make time for happy hour and enjoy a $2 medium iced coffee from 2 to 6 p.m. Washington, D.C. runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Hey, Washington, D.C., we missed all the cheers, the tears, and the touchdowns. The excitement of a last-second field goal to get the heart pumping. The football season's finally here, so now's the time to head to Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races to place your bets for Week 7. And placing your bets at the Sportsbook at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races is an easy way to earn exciting My Choice rewards all season long at the Sportsbook at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races. All gaming is regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Gamble too much? Call 1-800-522-4700 for free confidential help. Must be 21. I'm just sitting in the studio just trying to get to you, baby. baby. All right, back here on the sports grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be presented by Sharpside Sports. Don't forget, Sharpside, go to their website. If you use the promo code SGE1, you'll get 25% off of all their packages. That is Sharpside Sports, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. And right now, we're going to join by John of Sharpside Sports. How you doing this Monday afternoon, John? What up, John? What up, Rudy? Calvin, happy holidays, guys. Same to you. man. Ditto. Um, we, you know, we're coming off of college uh, championship weekend in college football, and we've got a quick turnaround on bowl games. I think we got one underway now, Appalachian State. we got one more to kick off tomorrow. Uh, but you were kind of wanting to discuss that you've come across some trends in regards to the overs in college football, and it kind of leads a segue in regards to uh, the bowls uh, in regards to a certain conference. But let's start with the over, the totals in college football. What have you noticed? Yeah, before we start that off, we had a great weekend at college football, in my opinion, uh, in terms of the championship games and kind of the dramatics of the college football committee. So it kind of got me fired up this morning. I was looking at the board. I saw – um, we have a game today. We got an interesting matchup tomorrow with Nevada and Tulane. I want to see how Texas A&M plays after getting snubbed. I want to see how Cincy plays. So all in all, I think we got a good lineup of bowl games, and then obviously the playoffs with Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. But 
I was looking over the trends and, and all the, uh, the data and the records that we have on file here. Something came across that, that I found interesting and that I know most of your viewers will find interesting is that overs since 2005 are hitting blindly at the closing number. So that means when the, the, the total has been closed and the, the game has started at 59%. And so I started to do you know, more research and, and looking at it, and it makes common sense, right? Teams – that don't play each other, aren't familiar with defenses. So there's going to be a, a higher pace and a, and a higher scoring margin just because the teams aren't familiar with the type of scheme so they run offensively. The coaches want to pull out all the stops. You have trick plays. You have special teams plays that are more obscure than, than the regular season uh, matchups. And then also teams in general are more fired up just because it's the last game of the season. Um, we've seen that right now with the bull game that's going on. I think there's been seven personal foul penalties already in the first mm-hmm. half. So mm-hmm. people are just excited to, to fly around. So that's pretty interesting. Most people would, would think just because it's you know the final game of the season, they want to have some feelers and the scoring might be lower, but it's, it's actually the opposite. Well, you know what, John, one of the things point, I did John. want to kind of bring up, too, as we get into bowl season, and of course we're not going to have as much to pick from as we have in previous years because it's always been like we got too many bowls, and now this year because of the COVID, we barely have any. But one of the things that kind of leads I into, so, I know. Yeah. yeah. They're going in South Carolina for with uh, two wins. You know, and they're playing in a bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so to me, the one question I wanted you to kind of, with the listeners, because I know – with me and experience, most people that don't understand the difference of, you know, handicapping and these games, these college games from week to week, and really how that changes drastically when you go into bowl season, even not in a COVID year like we at, because you normally have different conferences that are matched up. Either you have some of the smaller conferences that are matched up with the big conferences, whether it's an SEC or the Big Ten. And the other factor you've got to implement in this is really the interest level of the kids. Does that team have some type of motivation to play this team that's coming out of the SEC, but oh, they missed the SEC championship game by one game. So give me something that you've seen notice-wise when you have these different conferences, some of the smaller schools match up with the bigger schools on what you kind of lean on over there in Sharpside when you're trying to uh, handicap or consult these things. Exactly. So that's where my brother and I have some differences. <laughs> he is very tangible. You know, he looks at the stats. He's kept these databases since the early 2000s. He loves to go off the metrics. But in the playoffs, you know, quoting the, the uh, late great Indianapolis head coach, playoffs, nice. you got to look at the intangibles. And sometimes you got to see, all right, is a team motivated? Another aspect, does this team get a lot of national exposure? Are they playing a lot on national television? Are the public seeing them? Is this a public type of team that people want to bet on? Another thing, too, well, did they just lose their last couple games to sneak in or, or, or fall down from uh, more um, – I guess, illustrious bowl to now we're playing in the Idaho bowl. All these things are kind of factors. Um, and when you're looking at stuff, and I have uh, a statistic that is very rare. It's one of those, you know, four-leaf clovers. And we never call anything a lock at Sharpside just because those don't exist. But this trend is one of the free money giveaway trends that you can follow. So listen up closely. If you follow this, I'm not saying every single one of them will hit, but you're pretty much going to either break even or make money at some point down the years. And it is a very simple thing. You don't have to get a calculator out. You don't have to do crunch a bunch of numbers. 
The trend is simply this. Fade the Mac. Fade the Mac. Fade the Mac. The Mac fade the Mac. Yeah, hmm. action. Do not bet on them. Don't. Last five years, they're 6-24 and 24 straight up, and three of those wins have been from Buffalo. So take out Buffalo. They're 3-24 and 24 straight up. And then against the spread, since they've been playing in bowl games since 2002, they are 30% against the spread. So they're losing hmm. against the spread 70% of the time. Hmm. Wow. wow. I mean, that's, that's yeah, you, that's right kind of shocking here, those numbers. Cause usually, wow. usually the MAC is usually you get some of the most entertaining games in MAC action when they play amongst each other. But I guess what you're trying to say is when they venture out into other major what? conferences, they just don't stack up well. What did it look and, like? Yeah, oh, they, go ahead, John. They're, they're so familiar, too, because they, they don't really play a lot of out of conference games. True. True. So they're so familiar with each other that because these games are close and because they're high scoring and you see them on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, people are like, all right, they're, they're, they might be better than average, but that's simply not the case. Hmm. Not at all. John, what does it look like when an 0 13 team beats a 9 and 14? Well, you lose Trevor Lawrence. That's number <laughs> one. Uh, I just I looked at that game and, and I watched the majority of it. I was enamored with it, Rudy. I mean, I don't know if you were, but. Well, I was. Once they got out to a lead, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on this. That's when I got well, intrigued. At the halftime. Right, you know, exactly. That, that's when I was like, all right. And then the Rams started coming back. So you thought, okay, they're going to blow it again. But actuality, I mean, the Rams, and, and I've, I went on the show, I think, two weeks ago, and I said the Rams are one of my, my favorites to, to win in the NFC. But yesterday showed you, you cannot run the ball as a Rams team. You take away the bootleg. You take away the misdirection that McVay loves to mm-hmm. use. And now you're stuck with golf dropping back. I don't want to have golf dropping back personally. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I don't what know is about that, you guys? But he looked awful. No, he did. So, get off no, I know you just said you don't do locks, but now they're a two point dog going into Seattle. Yeah, I mean, if you want to have the classic uh, buy low, sell high, this right. is it right here. Hmm. And Seattle doesn't look too good to me either. They, they got don't off a hot start yesterday. They don't. Their defense has too many holes on the interior in the front seven. I, I'm, I'm very intrigued. This is a game, Rudy, if you're going to look to see who is an actual contender besides the Packers, I'd look to this game Sunday. And whoever plays better inside the trenches and can control the line, I'm probably going to go with them. Because at the end of the day, you've got to look at who Seattle and L.A. potentially will be playing. They're going to be playing the Saints, great defensive line. They're going to be playing the Buccaneers, great defensive line. And then you're going to have one of these two in, in the West. So who is going to, you know, control and, and play well in the interior? That's something that you're going to have to look at and key towards if you think an NFC West team is going to make a run of the Super Bowl. Well, one point before I ask you, before I ask you, ask before we get you out of here, is one thing when you bring up what you look for this week when you brought up the team Packers, well, they got the Tennessee Titans coming into town. And I've said this before with the Packers. I understand they're looking at another 13-3 season. I mean, it's crazy. Aaron Rodgers has never played an NFC Championship game in Lambeau. And this year he might get that chance with sewing up the one seed. But I'm paying attention to that game on a seeing is Green Bay under, uh, you know, LaFleur going to finally play a physical game against a physical team 
team in the trenches that bust them in the mouth because, like I've said it, I told your brother this, Tampa Bay this year, they did it twice against San Francisco. So that's what I'm looking for. But before we get you out of here, tomorrow we tip off uh, NBA uh, doubleheader, I think Golden State and Brooklyn. Then you got mm, Clippers right. and Lakers on the nightcap. And then we've got the Christmas lineup. Uh, what I know I've kind of heard from your brother, but what is John looking for? What has him on the radar this first week of uh, NBA basketball? So I let James handle all of the uh, NBA in terms wow. of the teams the, the first week. I don't, really, I don't like looking at teams within the, especially the first two weeks of the season. Christmas might be different because it's I agree football. with you I on really that. Want to show off? Um, I look at the Lakers. I, I've been on the Lakers train for a while. I think they're going to mesh well. Rob Palinka, I've given him a lot of crap lately, um, specifically the last two seasons. Calvin has too. The, the raw, yeah, and the roster <laughs> he put together this year is. Is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I mean, it really is a good loss roster. So I let him handle that, but, but I, I will tell your, your listeners two things to look at and two things to be cognizant of when you're going to be betting or if you want to bet on the NBA is the pace of play and the home and away splits. Mm-hmm. Teams are very drastically different home and away. Pacers was a great example last year. Lakers were a great example last year. And then pace of play, we love betting on the over-under in the NBA and it's very easy to find teams to target when you look at how many possessions per game they have. NBA is very different when it comes to that compared to college college. They usually conform to a game. You know, if it's becoming a rock fest where everybody's throwing up bricks that can sway an outcome NBA, they don't throw up bricks. Usually. I mean, the percentages that they shoot are the percentages that they shoot. So if you have a team that's running, you know, 212 possessions a game, you can probably bank on that happening in each and every game. So as you continue to go forward, you can target, all right, this team's playing fast. They're playing another decently fast team. This could be a good over game. Hmm. Wow. Okay, man. All right, John. That's good info, John. Good luck, man, with the start of the NBA season. We won't talk to you guys again before uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. So make sure you and your family have a good Christmas. Hey, we got – seriously, we have, after this entire year that's been going on, uh, with COVID and then shutting down sports and then starting back up sports, playing in a bubble. We got a great slate of NBA. We got a great slate of NFL coming into the NFL playoffs, and we got bowl season. So let's be thankful for that, and you guys have a happy, happy holiday. All right, then, Same John. To appreciate you, John. it, man. Have a good one. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, that's that's one of the, the hardest things in regards to college huh? football with the toes and the over, but really just capping college football in general from the bowl seasons to the regular seasons because, again, again, the neutral site factor, uh, it's almost the same thing I'm saying with college basketball. Uh, you know, with these, all these games in college basketball are pretty much going to be neutral sites with no fans, you know. And I'll tell you, Collie Perry is going to have one of his toughest coaching jobs that he's had uh, since he's been at Kentucky. I mean, he's off to probably the worst start since he's been there. Uh, they dropped one to North Carolina. You know, it looked like they were going to be victorious uh, the other day. But this is uh, this is an interesting season, speaking of college basketball, for Collie Perry. But when we get back, we'll get to uh, Mike's phone call. Then, Eric, you listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. I am smoking on that gas. 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting for the Routers Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Texas Chair Liquor, which has three locations serving the far west side of San Antonio and Bear County. Uh, keep in mind, Texas Chair Liquor, they're located at 604 Ebertrinker at 211, and their newest location is now open at 90 in Montgomery Road, right outside of Lucky Ranch. If you like them on Facebook, you stay up to date on their specials and tastings. That is Texas Chair Liquor. Official sponsor of the sports crowd. All right, man. Um, so before we go on, let's go to the phone. Sorry about the wait. Let's go. Let's go to Mike. Mike here on the sports ground here on Ticket 760. What's up, Mike? Yeah, uh, yeah I want to cover two things today. Uh, first, I want to talk about Texas A&M. Um, Texas A&M, they already had their chance to play Alabama. And, they, they you know, I know it was early in the year, but they didn't put on a good show at um they're not ready. They're not ready for uh, Alabama, right? Quite yet. The coach has done a real good job. He's brought A&M back. They were, you know, they they playing some good football, but they're not ready to be in the final four. Maybe next year they can get in, but uh, it wasn't gonna happen this year. So he, he might as well stop complaining. Okay. Now I want to talk about the uh, uh, what the uh, Trevor Lawrence situation. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people are talking bad about the Jets. They saying that the Jets may have lost out on Trevor Lawrence, but I, I see that as a good thing for both parties. For Trevor Lawrence, it's a good thing that he don't have to play for the Jets, and it's good for the Jets in that they can keep the other picks and put and get some players on the team because he, it was just going to be a situation like Cincinnati with their quarterback. It does no good to have Trevor Lawrence on your team if he doesn't have any weapons. He ain't got no running back. He ain't got no receivers. He ain't got no players to play with, and it would have been a disaster for Trevor Lawrence. It's best that he goes to Jacksonville and maybe he can get some players down there, and the Jets can use some of their picks to get some players. They got a decent quarterback right now. Maybe they can work, make that work out. But Trevor Lawrence is not the answer for the New York Jets, and I thank you for taking my call. All right. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I, this is the thing. I, I think that, you know, the Jets in that Rams game is a prime example in regards to guys in the locker room and a coaching staff that pretty much half the guys, majority of those guys and the coaching staff know that they, it's about a 90% chance they're not going to be around for Trevor Lawrence anyway. And they went and did something probably despite what the front office of suits wanted them to go ahead and do and what the fan base of New York and the Jets wanted them to do um, is, is win a ball game and fight. So um, I think, you know, it's easy to say, well, the Jets didn't need Trevor. Well, if they would have had the number one pick, that still gives you leverage in regards to whether you're going to take Trevor or you package it or move it out. Um, you know, Jacksonville owns the tiebreaker with them. They both have one loss. So I think because of the, the, the division percentage or something like that, that's a tiebreaker on the pick. Uh, so it does go to Jacksonville, but I would tell Mike, I mean, him going to Jacksonville, it ain't like it stuff's ain't in the cupboard, better, uh, right? you know, waiting for him to get there. Usually when you are a quarterback on that level and you go number one overall, the NFL history shows you, you're going to a pretty much bad team. Uh, that pretty much you're going to have to really go through, deal with your lumps in the first couple of seasons and deal with some beat downs, deal with probably, you're probably going to be playing behind a shaky offensive line. I mean, that's what I think he's going to sign up for either way, whether he ended up with the Jets or Jacksonville. 736-9760. Also, back to the field action on Sunday. Uh, a couple other games, um, I think. And again, uh, thinking of you, and I see you got your hat on. If you're a Bears fan, you should just be irate. I mean, you, uh, if you're a Bears fan, the guy that has to but go Cal, you is Nagy. you wanted Foles. 
Rudy, I never want. I don't have a dog in the race. I've been, I've been linked. No, to you Trubisky said like this is Foles' job because this is I knew job. this is what Foles. Nagy wanted. He overacted on a Sunday afternoon in hot Atlanta. I don't know if he wouldn't had too much uh, lemon pepper loose wings at Magic City or whatever. If he stayed up live, oh. he over panicked at a bad half by Trubisky. That's probably going to cost them a playoff spot. This team probably has about three losses on their schedule to this point. There's at least – of that when they the, went on that six-game losing streak, there was at least two to three games they probably win with Trubisky. And I'm not trying to sell you or Bear I'm fans not, yeah, at Trubisky. You can't sell me Trubisky. I'm not trying to I, sell you that Trubisky that. is the guy for the future. I'm telling you he was the guy for this team under the circumstances. He's the guy for this offensive line. There you go. He's That's the guy what for this offensive line. They finally got a running game going, but – I mean, that's why it's it's funny to me to watch Cowboy fans yesterday, you know, celebrating at five and nine, and I'm watching my team at seven and seven, and I'm disgusted. But hey, you know, do you? But um, again, the AFC is starting to look where the heat is at. The heat to me is an AFC because the Titans and the Colts, like I don't, I I can't put my finger on them. They look really, really good awesome. some weeks. Uh, of course, you got Kansas City. I'm never going to count Mike Tomlin out. And uh, so I go on. But like like John from Sharpside Sports was just saying, there's Green Bay. NFC-wise, we got Green Bay. I don't know who Seattle is right now. The Rams are up and down right now. Tampa, they this is still their first year together. The Saints, the Saints defense, they showed y'all last night. Nobody makes Pat Mahomes in the, that offense punt that much. The Saints defense, like you've been saying, Calvin, is a little bit underrated. But it seems like the Heat is switching over to the AFC. It seems like it's, it's a few. It's, and I didn't, I didn't even bring up Buffalo. Excuse uh, me, Buffalo. Y'all had seven thousand oh people God. without mask waiting oh on y'all. Oh my God! But yeah, so I left out Buffalo. But it seemed yeah. like the Heat every day. Thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Has shifted to the AFC and the NFC, like John said. But then again, in the NFC, hell, even with the Packers, Cal, depending on who they play, if the team is physical, you might be able to get over on Green Bay. But Green Bay looks Green Bay looks like they're, they're going to be the team to come out of the NFC right now, but that could change. First of all, the forecast been calling for heat in the AFC. It's been heat over here. No. I mean, I get what you're saying, yeah, okay. but the heat, it's been competition. It's just based, well, Tom Brady comes out of New England. It's been heat over here. But to what you're saying is, and Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo's very Buffalo could have hung 60 on Denver. They, 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 they well, eased what up. What happened to that? Oh, don't come in here and get Don't Man, come in here and take them lightly. ass whooping. Um, what it tells you is that Buffalo, how good Buffalo is, you can't take in your backups and all that to effort. Uh, this was the first time that was a bad coaching scheme uh, that looked that first off of a defensive Vic Vangio coach looked unprepared for Josh Allen's mobility. And, you know, I was kind of concerned with this, but, you know, this is the thing. And I remember having talks with Salami after the show about this. You know, on the record, um, I, didn't, I didn't want Josh Allen that year when he came out speaking of a Denver. Let me tell you something. Josh Allen showed up to Doe Valley and said, you know what, look, y'all sent three people to my pro day. Y'all could have took me at five and I y'all didn't. Dis- they, Denver disrespected them. They sent three. There was more people covering at the local radio stations and Denver sent more guys out to the pro, gay, pro day of Josh Allen than Denver's front office did. But on the record, full transparency, I didn't want him either. I remember telling Simon, he goes off to me. Josh Allen showed up remembering all that Saturday. 
Y'all had a chance to take me at five. Y'all passed up. Y'all sent two guys to my workout. You take think that this. Was a part of it? Oh man. I mean, like I said, they could have put sixty up. They they eased up. Like I said, the coaching staff over there is not into that. They do stuff professional business. They could have ran the score up on to put drop sixty on Denver Saturday. But Josh Allen, hell yeah, remember that. Like y'all didn't take me at five. Y'all sent two people to my pro day. Hell yeah. But at the end of the day, Josh is taking that leap in his third year. His completion, because this wasn't Josh Allen before. But again, now the one I need to apologize for that I don't even think he's in the district. I'm listening. We up against yeah, break. I'm going to see you think where I'm going. 736 9 You know, I think where you're going to, but that one too. But okay. I'll take 736-976. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. Here on the sports grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Jay, Sam Spinner, the one and twos. Broadcasting here from Rounders. And this next segment is going to be presented by GT Bets. All right, don't forget, um, you know, we've they've started now their five days of Christmas promo. Uh, they're going to count down. Make sure you go to their website. There's a lot of different type of uh, gifts that they're going to be delivering every day for players. Again, that's GT Bets. And don't forget when you go to the referral box, uh, you make sure you put in grind in the referral box so you can get credit because they're still doing the match the deposit. So if you deposit 50 they're matching it with 50 That's $100 your account. And still, don't forget to purchase and make sure you put in what your favorite team is, especially coming in the NBA season where you get that half a point for free as well. But make sure you go to their website because they're launching it starting today. It's the five days of Christmas. They're going to be delivering new presents every day that uh, customers get. So make sure that's GT Bets, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so um, – Apology. I know who you now that I thought about because I thought you were going the other way. And you're not talking about you think Measley Beasley I was going to, right? Oh the, let's not even bring okay. him. Let's not even bring Beasley into this. But, but no. Beasley's numbers no, no. are he had a hell of a day. I mean he had a he good had a day hell of a season. Doing. He had a good season. But no, but go ahead. But I'm, he's eaten because of one guy that I'm gonna apologize yes, to who? because and Stefan Diggs. All right. Because at the all end right. of the day, don't and the, first you of all, you poo-pooed on Stefan. That not pick. as bad as you think. I'm he saying opened this, up that whole offense. Josh Allen's maturity going oh, into his third but year. But if you don't yes, have nobody to go to, it don't matter about your maturity, Calvin. I'm not saying that Stefan Diggs and Mac Josh Allen. You can have the greatest receiving core out there, and if you don't have a quarterback that makes that uh, next leap and can read defenses and understands the game. And remember, Josh Allen went through something that's similar to a swing change in golf. His release point and everything, they broke it down. So, yes. But Stephon Diggs apologizing to him to the extent of, you know what, in Minnesota, in that type of system that they ran in Minnesota, I didn't ever really look at Stephon as a true number one, but he solidified himself. And they did a nice piece on him, too, where he was kind of saying about his reputation and the mixed conceptions out there about him in Minnesota, kind of felt the front office lied to him about his role with the team. So that's – but, no, his season all – Beasley's eating off of off the. I can't help it that Vic came in yeah, with a game you plan. See, you see, Cold World eating. That Cold game World he eating. Did. Yeah. No, Cold World has a great season. You better What's look his at numbers like. 
But you got to say that, yeah, but look at all the tension Stephon's doing with that. This is Cole Beasley's Cold World, what, second year with Buffalo? Maybe he, third. Yeah, the third, second, third. He wasn't doing that in his first Let's couple see. years. Don't sleep on Cole Beasley's season. At the time, this was a couple weeks ago, more yards than A.J. Brown, more receptions than D.K. Metcalf, more yards per catch than DeAndre Hopkins, more TDs than Julio Jones, more 100-yard games than Tyreek Hill. That, that boy eating. Don't yes, don't, don't remember, I, and I remember you. I remember when I first brought up Cole when he still had a Cowboys uniform and how you no, how I was I still attacked stand by that. I, I was still attacked. think he, he's a system guy. Like he didn't wow. have those. He didn't have those numbers his first couple years at Buffalo. Wow. Stephon Diggs showed up, and it's really about the maturity and the next step with Josh Allen it took. You want to put Cole Beasley no, in the I Hall don't. of Fame with a yellow jacket? And I'm no, not going to. I don't, don't want to do that. Now Stephon Diggs. He's the guy that solidified himself as a true number one receiver in this league, and I didn't see him for that. That's what I'm apologizing for. Cole Beasley, like, I mean, come on, man. I mean, who you run with, like, it's going to help him in the slot. When you got a guy that you got to account for, make plays with his legs, and Josh Allen and his arm, and, you know, because one of the things that, like, we all at Patrick Mahomes, when Patrick Mahomes throws across the body and stuff you do, if you pay attention to Buffalo, Josh Allen's arm string, he's making some of those similar throws. It's just he's bigger, and it's the way. So a lot of, he's in the MVP conversation, but no, Buffalo took took the foot off the gas. They could have went yeah. out there with 60. It was just one of those a bad situation uh, with the game plan uh, uh, with Denver. The situation with Locke, this is this is heating up. I first of all, let me ask because you made a you made a comment jokingly. Well, what is your where, where what's your assessment of Locke for what you've seen so far? Drew Locke. Do you think are you sitting there saying no? He's I, not I the think, guy. I think or what's Drew your can thing? play. I think Drew can play. I wouldn't mind them having someone come in and push him and then test him for the job. I think Drew can play. But you're going to have to be patient with them, and it's going to take the right offense, the right offensive coordinator. Excuse me. That that's kind of take the right offensive coordinator. You got to be patient. Not everybody gets it out the gate. And, and Josh is that perfect example that he, he came from. I mean, March Lerner was doing the play by play for Fox on Saturday. He does a home. T- he does a show out in Colorado. He uses broadcast to kind of eliminate that. Kind of got killed for that. I mean, um. Drew's taking some after that. I mean, if you look at it, he's fumbled, I think, in every game except for the Tennessee. He's turned the ball over in every game except the Tennessee game. But this is what I say. I kind of I agree with your assessment. I haven't left. I'm I'm planting my flag with him, and it's hard. And this is where I put the blame on the front office and John Elway. Because at the end of the day, you had no business. Now you're stuck in a situation. I thought about this like, I want Pat Shermer gone. Locke comes out before last week and says, well, you know, uh, Pat, you know, the c- continuity. Locke has had like four different offensive coordinators since his sophomore year at Missouri. So this is the thing that Denver fan needs to realize. If you let go of Pat Shermer, which I think he should be let go, it kind of sucks anyway because you're going to get another offensive coordinator for this guy to try to learn why he learns how right. to read defenses. This is why Elway made the biggest mistake with the hire that you had no business going away from Scangarillo, how bad he looked against Joe Flacco. He went 4-1, but I wanted to get your assessment going forward because the no, last two I, weeks— I don't hate I don't hate. Locke but see, at all. you said something in that take that I'm kind of hearing and I think probably would be is that competition. I think it's going to be a—they're going to probably have to bring somebody in Maybe as like a veteran, a vet. that's a threat. Yeah, like a vet. And you're probably going to hear those famous words— that because you got to do it for the locker room because there's other guys in the locker room like look we like him but why has he been held accountable in reference to what there's nobody competing with him so just to save that locker room you're gonna have to bring somebody because if they feel like you're just entitling the job to him because he's young and you've invested all these draft picks and receivers and all that that could be a slippery slope 
But at the end of the day. But, I mean, you look at the guy you brought up. You look at Tennessee. Look how long it took before the light bulb went off of Ryan Tannehill. Like we ain't Ryan, got that long. We ain't, no, ain't that long. I, <laughs> no, I, I mean, saying, I ain't stating my flag I don't that know long. If I get Ryan, what you're saying, I don't though. know if the light bulb is on for Ryan or because the running game is so dominant. Of course, things are open. I mean, A.J. Brown is a beast. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to think about Ryan Tannehill. I don't know if he's if he's looks like this because of Derrick Henry. I don't know, but no, he's I think balling. I think Ryan Tannehill, for one, a lot of leagues, years in the league, you're eventually going to get it. I think Ryan Tell had the talents. I think it has to do a lot with his maturity and understanding the game. Remember, he went through two devastating injuries back-to-back that cost him a year. I think falling back, being the other team moving on from you, it kind of hardened him up, and it let him work on his craft. But make no mistake on it, when you got a locomotive back there running the ball like Derrick And Henry, it seems like Derrick gets – stronger at the end of the year i don't know what kind of workouts he's doing but it seems like this is when he's peaking like and towards the end of the season yeah he just and i think derrick henry dodged a book because i don't think they even used him as a true work workhorse at alabama I, I think he had that year but i think you know the way some alabama running backs are trent richardson guys that just get ran to the ground i don't i think he dodged a bullet with that also you bring him up can you know the saints in that kansas city game um, you know, yes, I've been saying their defense is underrated. Um, Drew Brees, I mean, he looked very uncomfortable the whole game. He looked uncomfortable the whole game. And I'll Drew. tell you right now, uh, do you Sean think, do you Payton, think that was selfish of Sean and Drew to let him go out there? I think he said he was ready because it comes to the point of time if, he, if 12 ribs, okay, how many ribs do we have in the human I don't body? Know. But if you crack 12 of them, you're, like you said, what do you think after game? He ain't going to be 100% the rest of the way until he retires after this right. season. I think you owed it to them, but Sean Payton said it before the game. He's a type of coach that can get away with stuff like this, but I totally agree with it. Saints are going nowhere without Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas. He's on and, IR, and, But though. see, there's something fishy with this, man. I, I think there's, you know, he's on IR. He's They said he'll be back for the playoffs. I'm still saying that when the season's over, I would not be surprised if you hear rumors about them looking to possibly either move Michael Thomas or do whatever. I think the relationship for Drew Brees, the fight with the team in practice, he's had some mysterious injuries. I think they'll be ready to go in the playoffs, but there's just – I don't know. and I, I cause Part of me feels like – if everything was kumbaya, I think Michael Thomas with a home field advantage making, do we want to take that trip to uh, Green Bay? We're not going to have capacity of who that nation in the in the Superdome, but at least we don't have to go up to the frozen tundra. I think Michael Thomas would be laying on the line. I think he would be out there. And maybe that's selfish for radio guy for me way down here to say, I just have a gut feeling there's something smells about that relationship with, with Michael mm. Thomas and Saints. But back to the game yesterday. Drew looked he didn't look comfortable at all and i think like i told you all the old cats that are playing ben tom drew phillips probably had the better one out of all of them consistent but even times them all of them are showing their age this season at some capacity yeah for at sure some capacity for sure Philip, you think Philip too? Philip hasn't turned the ball I think in a while. Phillip, Phillip's got all Phillip's run. They run the ball like the Hines and Taylor and that offensive line. I think Philip has played a better season than I expected, but it ain't like they're asking Phillip to throw the ball 30, 25 times yeah. a game to win a game, though. You listen to the sports crowd, we'll be back.
All right, back on the sports grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. This last segment of the day is going to be presented by Tiger Sanitation. Keep in mind, Tiger Sanitation, uh, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. They do a lot of stuff for the communities and surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the sports grind. Um, yeah, so that, that's the thing. We'll see how they, they go. I mean, Tampa, like when I talk about all the quarterbacks showing their age, I mean, Tampa is, is up and down. I don't know if it's a struggle thing with the offense or what they want to do between Bruce and Tom, but, hey, this is what they Another both wanted. Another big lead for Atlanta. I just think that's, the equal. The I think the equal do, uh, denominator is Matt Ryan. I, I think, you know, I'm a, I've, you always been so? a, I've always been a fan of Matt Ryan on this show, but the reason why – is because at the end of the day, that's a reflection of leadership. Like, even though he doesn't play defense, he puts up. You've got to be. They've got to believe in you to be like, hey, we're not. We're gonna win this game. We're not gonna blow this lead. I mean, there's a couple guys that are still left for residue from that 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 Super Bowl loss to the Patriots is something that this organization have showed no signs of trying to get over from a mental standpoint. I know they've had injuries. I know they're beat up, but Matt Ryan, it's time for Atlanta to start looking at the next guy too here pretty soon. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's one thing. Um, other thing real quick, which I did hear about this, but I'm just seeing it on my feet. Oh, before I get to that, um, Washington, Mitch Nice, Washington fan wanted me to let you know that if the Panthers, if Washington beats the Panthers next week and the Giants lose to the Ravens, but the Ravens look like they're trying to turn it up. Yeah, they don't he said, see the Ravens. He said right Washington now. wins the division. Okay, good for them. I don't care who wins that division. No, well, he's just talking about because you said something about the Cowboys. Yeah, man. I mean, tell tell Mitch like. Hey man, don't kill me. Like, well, I'm just saying, like, we're, what we're not gonna, what we're not gonna do is discuss teams below 500. Well, like they matter. The, that loss last night guaranteed everybody in that division is finishing under 500. Nobody's gonna They're finish all, at 500. Well, Washington could finish eight and eight. Okay. Okay. They could finish eight and eight. Exactly. Anyway, um, well, yeah, this weekend, I guess. Shout out Tim, to you, Mitch. I like. Mitch. I guess Tim Duncan had the uh, went he was viral. Trending. And it was because a guy on Twitter had showed Anthony Davis stepping back and hitting a three, and he said, oh, Tim Duncan ain't doing that. Right. And Spurs fans lost. He even had old Dan Rather come in. Uh, Dan Rather's got in the conversation, too. He's like, seriously, are we having this discussion? He goes, I really think it's Tim Duncan. That's the end of it. Yeah, Good night. I saw, uh, yeah, I saw a bunch of uh, locals. Don, Don, we, Don said, hey, uh, you know what? I learned to relax. I'll save my Tim stuff for some more serious stuff. San Antonio is pretty pissed off about that. And when you look at the numbers. But is he shooting? Yeah. It was a three, right? Yeah. But is he? did Tim come back, step back? Was he? Was that part of his no, game shooting three? but threes? that don't mean that Anthony Davis is better than him. But I don't think that's what the Twitter guy said. All he said was like, uh, Anthony, Tim Duncan's but this not is, doing that. But that was a continued tweet from this argument has been going on for a couple months. So, but that one brought it back to light. And then next thing you know, Tim Duncan's trending. Like, man, I think Anthony Davis even knows he's not Tim yet. I'm not saying he can't get there, but he ain't Tim yet. He knows that. He knows no, that. I know, but I've always said since coming out of Kentucky, he had the opportunity to be that Timmy D. And I think he does. He lost have that opportunity game. when he cried to leave New Orleans. Uh, I'm not, Timmy no, would have stayed where he was. No, no, he's playing in the steroid era. That's what y'all do. I'm not killing Anthony Davis for playing mm -hmm. the game that your owners allow. 
And GMs allow, like, stop era. it. Yeah, like, this is the I want out of here era. I'm not going to knock him for that. Um, but I think he's got tools in him. He's got a little bit of things that probably Tim can't Word. do, but he's got to yeah. get there. Word on the street, Pat Riley pushing hard for James Harden, trying to figure it out. A lot of people are like, well, why? They just went to the finals. I think Pat realizes, like, he watched that finals like, man, Jimmy's going to need some help. Like, yes, I, yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost me a few solid role players. But Pat's smart enough to see, like, okay, Jimmy, he's going to need some type of help. And Jimmy went by, and I think this started, Pat, is when Jimmy kind of liked the, the post, tweet. Yeah. And then that kind of said, okay, I heard Jimmy cool. was dating Selena Gomez. I don't know how true that is. Selena Gomez. Which one is she? Never mind. So Did I you watch I the fight? No, I didn't watch you that didn't Canelo, watch Canelo fight. fight? For who was he fighting? Exactly. That's why I didn't watch it. He fought a number it. two pencil, but he fought. It was a sparring session. It was it was easy work. I don't know. It's who's time to out. fight Charlo. It's time to fight one of the Charlo twins. I don't know which one. It's time to fight him or there's and what's one the other deal guy. with Triple G? I mean, he's Triple got his G own. fought a number two pencil and on so, Friday and, night. And somebody said his body. But got now they said they might do number three. They might do. They might go for the third time because. Nothing Somebody said Triple G looks like one of them 60, 70 year old bodybuilders. <laughs> when, when, because he got all ripped up and rough. Yeah, speaking of bodybuilders, shout out to Big Rami. He won Olympia over the weekend, put in a lot of work. Seventh place. Who? 11 year old in his professional golf dad took seventh place. Uh, don't get me started on <laughs> that, know, man. Okay, it's coming, man. It's coming. I told you it's going to be something different. No, I like thanks Charlie. to the producers of the show, Rudy J, yes, myself, sir. Calvin, Sam, Spin the one and two, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shot City, people down the old 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for you the snooze button and fill you out the rack. Just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow. Sure, you may be able to hear just how crispy the McDonald's crispy, juicy, tender chicken sandwich is. But that's just the beginning. The full crispy, juicy, tender experience comes after you take your first bite. But why stop there? Order ahead on the app and get medium fries and soft drink for free. Now that's a deal that tastes even better than it sounds. Belt 830 to 919, 1011 to 1031, and 1122 to 121221. Valid one time per week. McDonald's app download and registration required.